0: Germany are looking good for the final on Sunday. They make it another one here. It's 3 0. It's a rump for the Germans. The game is.
1: They go. This will be our choice. Ah, South Africa. South Africa have run! I cannot believe it. Australia going to the World Cup
0: final. Ridiculous running with two balls to go. Hello and welcome to the Fourth Seat Podcast. Guys, what a week of cricket this has been for the World Cup. And so, we are back with another episode of the 4th Umpire. This is me, Mayuk, and joining me uh, to talk about the World Cup is Aditya from Boston. So Adi, uh, I think this, is, this, is, this was the best week as far as games go for the World
1: Cup? Definitely, and especially a much needed one after that damn squib that the India-Pakistan game turned out to be last week.
0: So, uh, India played Afghanistan and uh, it was possibly the first time India was really tested, not only in batting, but also in uh, the bowling department. So, uh, starting with the match, no one really got going. Uh, There were a couple of contributions from, uh, let's say, KL Rahul at the top, a little little bit. uh, Virat Kohli mostly. Um, And then Mahinder Singh, Dhoni and Kedar Jadov kind of slowing the pace down. Um, What are your thoughts about Dhoni's innings in that match?
1: Uh, And it's been a recurring theme with Dhoni's batting and something which hasn't been spoken of much of late in the sense is that he tends to struggle a lot against all kinds of leg spin. Especially with Afghanistan having leg spin of different degrees, say Rashid Khan to Rahmat Shah. Uh, dhoni seems to have this weird habit of playing Kabaddi, where he just uh, walks down the track and defends And this is one of those days where he has ended up deciding especially on a slow track to be honest like to be fair to him the track was really slow and uh, dhoni seems to struggle against leg spin in general yeah. and 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 he's if i'm not wrong he's gotten out a lot to leg spin even mayank markande had a had the wood over dhoni in the ipl if i'm not wrong
0: and you're talking about the last ipl right last ipl yeah yeah yeah. so uh, as as virat kohli pointed out after the match india were probably 30 40 runs short on this wicket uh, i think i think while they were batting they kind of figured out this was not like a 320 or 330 track But I would say uh, 250 or 260. Uh, Having said that, uh, Virat Kohli correctly pointed out that they are about 30-40 runs short. Uh, In the end, it looked like uh, the bowling attack that India possesses actually made sure that India were not hurt because of those 20-30 runs. Afghanistan uh, started playing really well, right? I mean, uh, if it was not for Bhumra, uh, uh,
1: I, mean, I think India would have lost this match. Uh, would you Would you agree on this? I totally agree because a lot of newsreel would be spent on Mohamed Shami and the hat-trick in the last over. I feel the definitive moment in the game is uh, those two wickets that Bhumra took in that one over, which was somewhere in the middle stages where... Uh, Afghanistan were really threatening to walk away with the game at that stage right those two very well directed bouncers that he bowled i think yeah. that's where the game turned and
0: and also not only great bowling but also uh, uh india just had like a mature head on there i mean they have experienced these situations and scenarios multiple times and i guess just the fact that india are used to winning um, it probably helped their cause uh it is possible that team like Pakistan or Sri Lanka would not have survived this uh, game against Afghanistan if the situations were similar. That was my takeaway. So kudos to India. Uh, yes, and very,
1: very true. And in what epitomizes that is actually Mohammed Shami. So the guy hasn't played a game for a while now. He walks straight into the team with, due to Bhuneshwar's injury. And he has to bowl that last over. And in this last two overs, actually, he keeps his nerve. So, while the hat-trick was very important, I think he bowled another over pre- before that, which he conceded only a couple of runs in that over. So, I think for a person who hasn't been playing top-level cricket in a month, uh, in the, during this World Cup, for almost a month, to actually turn up and put a match-winning performance like that, I think that symbolises how match-ready this side is exactly and then it's and we have to remember that shami started really well he gave away very
0: few runs in his first spell and uh, so did chahal uh, he bowled exceptionally well kuldeep yadav did not get a lot of wickets this time i guess afghanistan came up with a game plan to not lose wickets to kuldeep uh, but what happened is chahal was bowling really well and the run rate the required run rate Uh, kept on climbing, and in the end, it was too much for them. Having said that, uh, Nabi, uh, special word of mention for him. He had really some cool head on his shoulders, uh, kept the strike rotating, and uh, occasionally hit the big shots. So, a lot of credit goes to him. Superb effort from Nabi's front.
1: Excellent effort. And I think uh, these are all... Underrated cricketers in general, but also the fact that uh, say Nabi and Rashid Khan and uh, several others in the Afghanistan team are actually playing multiple leagues all across and that tends to show in the way they perform and they don't seem to be overawed by these situations. You have actually come to expect this of Nabi and Rashid Khan and these folks because you have seen them do well at uh, the international level, even in the Big Bash Mm -hmm. League. Mm -hmm. Or in India. But uh, you expect more of them, actually. And uh, in the first few games in this World Cup, actually, they were a letdown because of all the team's internal politics. uh, Mohamed Chahizad going home and all the fiasco around it. And you almost felt like this was another Asian team which is going to unravel very quickly and fall under the follow the footsteps of Pakistan, for example. And I was very glad with the way they performed and the way they fought yesterday. And uh, dare I say, I wouldn't have felt bad had they ended up winning yesterday.
0: It wouldn't have hurt India's chances that much. Uh, So, I mean, I was kind of disappointed the way Afghanistan started their campaign. Uh, um, Listeners of our episodes would know that we had predicted Afghanistan to be really doing well, uh, pulling off some upsets. Uh, It hasn't happened uh, as of now, but, you know, they still have a few games remaining. I hope they're able to win a couple of those uh, and that would be like uh i think i'm talking about this from a very selfish interest point of view because i want them to beat pakistan
1: uh okay and we will will come will come to those games uh but in general do you think i think uh, this game has done a lot more for india's chances uh on a positive side than the game against pakistan i'd say because eventually you had to be tested in the league stages rather than just coming up uh Against a side in a semi-finals and 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 defending a low score in the semi-finals, for example, I think this game has done us a lot of good. And dare yeah. th- I say, I think uh, it's it's much better to actually come across such situations in the league stages, right? That is right. I mean, so it it so it had really. Two,
0: I mean, there are really two things that we can talk about here. One is the bowling attack got tested. When you have to defend a very low score, we saw how these guys are going to go about things. The second thing that I want to point out here is the middle order was exposed in this game. And uh, one of the very few times the top three did not fire together. Uh, It was up to the middle order to kind of take the game uh, to 40 or 45th over after which they can start hitting. Unfortunately, that did not happen. And my worry is that if the bowling attack was, let's say, England or uh, New Zealand and not Afghanistan, India may not have reached 220-odd. They could have been bundled out for 171 Do you you
1: think that is being too harsh? Because I think uh, probably England and Australia didn't have the spinners of the quality that Afghanistan do, actually. Because they might have bowled a Nathan coulter or a Marcus Toynis in the slog-overs, like bar Adam Zampa. Uh, I think Afghanistan being a spin-heavy attack probably worked in their favour. I mean that's one way to look at it,
0: uh, right? I mean the the thing that I'm I'm trying to point out here is, uh, it's also the psyche of the batsmen. Uh, Sometimes sometimes they feel oh you know we are playing Afghanistan maybe it's okay. I mean let them have a couple of overs. We can hit it out in the end. That way maybe they are conserving the wickets. But if they are facing let's say New Zealand or Australia, I mean Australian game is done. Maybe they are playing. uh, Let's say. Yeah, England with Moin, Moin Ali and Rashid Khan, they might want to hit it out right from the beginning, and that might uh, lead to their downfall. Uh, we never know. So, uh, I mean, it is a, I mean, it is, it was concerning to me that the middle order uh, did not really get into the groove of playing uh, the overs from twenty-five to thirty-five, forty. Uh, so that was because,
1: like, uh, you if you talk of the twenty-five to forty stage. So, do you now think like uh, I remember last week in our on one of our episodes when we mentioned about Rishabh Pant and at that stage Rishabh Pant wasn't exactly a formal replacement. But now that we know that shikardhan is uh, completely out of the tournament, do you think there is room for Pant in the middle order now? That uh, I... or do you think three D continues to stay?
0: No, I mean what I would do is. Uh... I mean, I would so so because because Kohli is not bowling uh, Kedar Jadav, I would actually put Rishabh Pant in place of Kedar Jadhav. Uh, not only because of this left hand right hand combination in the middle, but also the fact that uh, I think I think Rishabh Pant could bring a little bit of more spunk in the middle order. I may be proven uh, maybe proved completely wrong, but if you ask me to choose between Vijay Shankar and Kedar Jadav, I would go for uh, taking out Kedar Jadav. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if the think tank, the Indian think tank is uh, considering this option, but uh, this would be my suggestion. And I would keep Vijay Shankar because of the bowling option. And also I think Vijay Shankar is slightly better fielder than uh, Kedar Jadhav.
1: That is true. But I I, uh, I think the problem for India is that uh, Kedar Jadav more often than not has done decently with the bat. Uh, and with Vijay Shankar's batting, Vijay Shankar's batting is more of the conventional kind. He is not a big hitter. Uh, he, although he can score those big hits, he's more of a he's less of a Hardik Pandya than say Arshappan. So ideally, if MS Dhoni were to continue batting, uh, say like a proper batsman, I think he should be playing at number four. That would ease a lot of our issues, right? Because Dhoni at four probably. In case of a collapse, because if you are at a 200 for one kind of a situation, it really doesn't matter who walks in at number four. But uh, what the, all our conversations again come down to this number four slot. And uh, if you on a bad day, I would actually prefer Dhoni walking in at number four and then say, if you do not have a Kedar Jadav and have a Pant instead of him, probably that works out for you i agree. That, that makes sense. That makes
0: sense. And I mean, like we are talking, I mean, there are like so many uh, possibilities and permutations Can out we there. we
1: also in Dinesh Karthik, right? In all this.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it does not look to me like uh, he'll get a chance in barring some kind of a calamity. Um, unfortunately, I don't think he'll, I don't think the uh, management of Virat Kohli is leaning towards getting him in. He might actually be a, a wicket-keeping replacement for Dhoni rather than a uh Batting but, replacement that Pant
1: is. I don't know to play the devil's advocate. I think Karthik among the lot is the best finisher in in some sense. Like he is one of those few players in the side who can strike it from ball one. Actually speaking, and he has shown that of late. Like uh, 3D takes a while to get going.
0: Yeah, I mean that, those could be
1: situations when uh, that India face while chasing a big total. Um. Even while batting first, right? So we struggled to, uh, while Pakistan made us look very good, we actually struggled in the slog overs against Pakistan as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, Dinesh Karthik has been a good finisher, but I mean, the thing is, he is not there. Uh, uh, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, uh, the top 12 or 13 uh, for the Indian lineup. I mean, I don't think... He, I think he is probably at the very bottom. So, if, there, if if someone has to be brought in, I think Virat Kohli will bring in either Rishabh Pant or... Uh, I mean, now we are talking about Vijay Shankar and Kedar Jadav. I don't think Virat Kohli leans towards Dinesh Karthik that much. Agree. agree. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, Nabi was almost the difference between uh, India and Pakistan. He played a great game... Uh, uh, you know, all kudos to him. The other game that day was West Indies versus New Zealand, and you know, West Indies started re- chasing 292. West Indies started really well with Gale and uh, I mean really playing at more than six runs and uh, per over. And suddenly, I mean, they just they 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 just gave it all away. I mean, before we come to what happened in the last ten overs. I mean, how does this how does this happen every time Western Indies play? I mean, they had a really good foundation and they just gave it all away.
1: I think it has a lot to do with their approach. Uh, so, I saw a lot of comments yesterday on Twitter, for example. And even we were talking about this while the game was on. Like, uh, Gale's approach is essentially just to stand and deliver and not go for any single. So, it puts additional pressure on the guy who is batting with Gale. Although Gale has the ability to go at two hundred a strike rate of 200 when he wants to, the fact that he doesn't rotate the strike means the other guy is facing an entire over from a bowler and so on. So, that puts a lot of added pressure. So, while you see all these sixes, Gale is still striking at 130-120 if he wants to. But that if that doesn't come off, it, it did come off yesterday. But the moment it unravels, there is hardly any rotation of strike. And I think West Indies are paying for that. The difference between West Indies and England... Right now, is England almost entirely approaches uh, one day cricket the same way as it, as West Indies do, right? But so, they have,
0: but they, they have someone like Joe Root to. They have
1: a Root and even a guy like Butler while Butler or a Bearstow while uh, they are big hitters, they still continue to rotate the strike, and even uh, Morgan. Let's not forget how the way Morgan bats. There is a huge balance in the way they bat. I think West Indies lack there because if you look at the proportion of dot balls that they play i think it's significantly high
0: makes sense so uh, uh jason holder could not really i mean i th- so uh hetmar uh, gets out jason holder comes in i was expecting you no know, a good 60 70 from him considering he is like a really handy all-rounder for Western. he has
1: the most uh, uh, he's the most level-headed of the lot actually in the middle order Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And
0: he got out for a duck. Uh, I think Irvin Lewis was injured for some time. Um, Shea Hope did not have a good game. So uh, we kind of uh, come to the lower, lower middle order or the lower order of West Indies. And once again, it was this guy, uh, Carlos Breathway, who like single-handedly almost won this game against New Zealand. And what an effort this was, right? Uh, one of the best in this World Cup so far. Or probably the, one of the best counter-attacking innings in this World Cup so far.
1: Very true. And while we are now criticizing the way West Indies batted. So, the irony of this situation is that uh, only West Indies... Only the style of play that West Indies adopt could have gotten them into this mess. And only the style of play that West Indies adopt could have gotten them out of the mess. So... <laughs> Eventually, it was the all or nothing approach that got them out of jail almost, right? And uh, yeah. that because that had taken them to a point where they couldn't have batted conventionally anymore and won the game. And I think it almost came off for breath weight, and that tells a lot about the guy. I didn't rate him, a, and uh, I, I don't think a lot of people rated him after the uh clobbering of ben stokes in that world t20 final because in the interim he has hardly done much for the west indies side mm-hmm. or in the ipl for that matter for the franchises that he represents but, but right
0: but right, right now of- he, but right now he did more than enough so that we remember his name until the next icc event
1: yes he has reminded us all of his very name and do you think uh, ian bishop there was ready with that very line and he would have gone off
0: Again. yeah i mean i think i think he was uh, he was priming himself to use that line once again or maybe something better uh, knowing that yen Bishop is actually a very good commentator uh, given the current standards of commentary and that kind of brings me to the last 10 overs of both these games The last 10 overs of India versus Afghanistan had uh, Sanjay Manjarikar and Ramesh Raja um, in the commentary seat, commentary box. And West Indies versus New Zealand had Ian Bishop and Brendan McCallum. And it was such a stark difference in commentary. On one hand, in the India Afghanistan game, uh, Ramesh Raja and Sanjay Manjarikar were absolutely filthy garbage talking. I mean, I cannot understand. I mean, they were kind of they were kind of insulting Afghanistan because I remember it was the forty first or forty second over. Sanjay Manjarikar claims that uh, the game is done. Sanjay Manjrekar claims that uh, Afghanistan has already lost the game and India kind of good, uh, got a good uh, match practice out of it because they kind of overcame a tough situation. And it is absolutely bizarre why he would say that.
1: Mayuk, I think the problem with uh, guys like Sanjay Manjrikar and Ramiz Raza largely lies with the fact that they don't tend to follow a lot of the sport outside of when India or Pakistan play. So they follow it in a very through a very parochial lens, I would say. And they, they end up talking such a lot of crap that it shows up. Their uh, lack of understanding of other sides, and uh, this is largely a problem with a lot of these uh, new age uh, cricketer turned commentators. I found this with even the Aussie commentators in Fox. Like they don't seem to know much outside of the Australian summer. Like the the kind of adjectives that is used, for example. Uh, you would have a very accomplished player. Uh, you you had a few commentators the other day talking about Al Hasan as if this is the first season that he is performing well. The guy has been doing well for the last decade or so. But the way people talk of him as if this is the first time that he has turned up in Bangladeshi colours is appalling. And it's an appalling lack of understanding of how world cricket works in
0: mean, the rest I mean, of the world. Ch- Ch- Hasan has been in the top 10 list of all-rounders for ICC for quite a while.
1: For, for quite a while. So, I think that is just a just a point. And coming back to R- Ramiz and Sanjay, I think I don't expect much better from them. And uh, in stark contrast... Uh, These two games were almost like... uh, They would rank very highly in the list of World Cup classics, right? Like if 20 years down the line, if you were to pick uh, two or three games from this World Cup, which you would still be talking about in, say, five World Cups down the line, these games would probably rank up there. But the kind of narrative and the kind of uh, callback in terms of commentary is absolutely zero. So how many lines even given shastri kaka's limitations at least you would remember those lines of shastri kaka on those odd occasions and say we have discussed this before on our podcast how tony gregg has made uh, several of those 90s moments very memorable and, and and and,
0: yeah. and the way yen bishop speaks it reminds me of the tone and uh, tone and uh, the uh, analogies uh, tony gregg used right
1: exactly and 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 see uh, bishop also in his commentary towards the end when Brathwaite is striking it obviously you know that he's siding by west indies and he's not the most neutral at that stage but still to give you that san- sense of how big the occasion is and how big how momentous the feat is i think that's the job of a commentator and not to say banal things like 10 runs and uh, so ramiz raza today it reminds me said something like uh, South Africa will be looking at this not as uh, 10 runs and over, but as 120 required from 76 balls. How, what sense does that even make, right? They are both <laughs> the same things. So, <laughs> these are very banal, cliched things. The commentator's job is to create that sense of occasion. And uh, guys like Sanju Manju and Ramis fail at doing so. Yeah,
0: That reminds me of uh, a tweet that my friend sent. Uh, uh, he said... Are uh, are these overs called a death overs because uh, Sanjay Manjrekar and Ramesh Raja are in the commentary box? <laughs> so so yeah so so before we end this segment of these two uh, great matches, this World Cup, we come to the last ball of West Indies versus New Zealand, where Breathed was caught uh, in the boundary ropes. It was a phenomenal catch. And I think it was a lot better than what uh, Ben Stokes had taken in the England game, in the first game, right? And uh, I wonder what Nasir Hussain would have said if uh, he was in the commentary box. Like, you cannot do it, you should not do it, this is not a catch.
1: (laughs) And I think, to be fair to Hussain, uh, he got a bit carried away. He's a decent commentator, otherwise he's among the better ones of the lot. I think uh, he actually has gotten carried away with the fact that England are actually playing modern one-day cricket. He cannot relate to the fact. The fact that he said that you can't do it is because English cricketers of the 90s wouldn't have dreamt of doing it.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Alright, so we'll take a short break and um, come back with uh, some
1: more discussions about the games that are to be followed. Welcome back, guys. So... After mentioning about the two games, there is one thing I forgot to ask. So, uh, do you think that Nabi and Breathwaite's innings uh, would be remembered more because they failed to reach the target? Does that make their feats more heroic in some sense?
0: I think it does. See, because uh, uh, the obvious comparison for me would be, uh, let's say, 1999 World Cup where Lance Klusner was actually... uh, uh, the man of the series, sort of, right? I mean, yeah. Rahul ravid Rahul, Rahul was the highest run scorer, but Klusner was uh, judged man of the series. But then, uh, because of that famous in, uh, in Australia the South Africa game, he they failed to reach the finals and possibly even win the World Cup. That was their best chance. So, uh, yeah, considering the fact that we still remember that game or Klusner's contribution in general in that World Cup, I mean, there is a good chance, you know, there is a good chance that uh, this will be remembered. But on the other hand, uh, right now, we have uh, T20 World Cups. Uh, Right now, we have Champions Trophies. So, uh, I mean, Champions Trophy was also there in 2000s. But then I feel uh, there are just much more many number of games happening. And it is possible that... Uh, uh, the younger generation may not remember this that much but uh, see because we remember Carlos Breathwit from the T20 onslaught right so uh, and that was a T20 World Cup right it is possible that we'll see a few more such innings from anyone in the World Cup or in the Champions Trophy it is possible that it may get drowned out a little bit but yes I mean in general I mean personally for me I would remember this Breathwit 100 I mean remember this was like a uh, this was like a this was not like a quick 50 60 where you got close. this was like a century and he almost made it so i mean yes i would remember this not and, for a very long time
1: and, and and if if you were to draw footballing parlance it is like a side coming back from 50 down and almost winning the game in the dying moments right it is that yeah,
0: kind yeah of it, it, it is similar in some sense and coming to nabi's innings i mean every time india play afghanistan I mean, remember the last time india played afghanistan it was a tight game in
1: the asia
0: right. cup yeah in the asia cup now one, when india play afghanistan once again and i and i foresee uh, afghanistan playing india quite a bit in if not in test but in one days uh, in the near future uh, i think we are we are going to talk about this innings i mean every time uh, afghanistan is under pressure they themselves are going to think about the kind of innings nabi played so uh, I don't think we are overhyping it. They were really great, great
1: efforts, and we are going to remember them. And again, to just put things in context, man, that even just the fact that Afghanistan got this close, I think it's a phenomenal achievement. For a yes, they are a f- full test-playing nation. You come to expect this of them, having seen them play in the last couple of years. But even then, to put things in perspective, these guys were playing Japan less than a decade ago, and. From there to actually reach this level and even pull off an upset, given the resource lack of resources and given the kind of uh, geopolitical situation in their part of the world, I think it's a phenomenal achievement. It's like India going qualifying for the World Cup and almost uh, beating Germany in the first game. So it's, <laughs> it's yeah. the odds are that 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 bad probably
0: yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so uh, I I completely agree with that, but. Uh, the game we I want to talk about is the one that almost uh, opened up the table for anyone. Uh, I would say the middle teams in the table. And that was Sri Lanka versus England, where Sri Lanka beat England. Uh, the situation now is Sri Lanka have a healthy chance of going in. There is a slight possibility of England not making uh, to the top four. And not only that, but now Bangladesh and Pakistan also have a chance, right? yes so uh i remember in the last episode we were really gung ho about west indies going to the top 4 and making a difference unfortunately it looks like that is not going to happen uh, west indies and south africa uh, south africa re- had a really really disappointing uh world cup they are out uh, west indies have a mathematical chance but i don't think that's going to be a, a very faint mathematical chance let's say on the other hand If Pakistan win all their games and India beat England, Pakistan goes to top four. Uh,
1: Yes.
0: And the situation is much more better with Sri Lanka, where they have the situation in their own hands. uh, And they can very much go through.
1: And Sri Lanka's remaining games are, uh, one is with West Indies, one is with South Africa, both of which they should fancy. You never know with the West Indies game, given the way the West Indies play. But at least the South Africa game, Sri Lanka at the moment should be fancying themselves, right?
0: So so, what has changed? I mean, uh, again, I mean, this is like, uh, I mean, we made some wrong predictions. We kind of said that Sri Lanka are out, and 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 then they did not really give us any reason to believe that she, that they are going to be in the top four or have a chance to be in the top four. But right now, after beating England, uh it's it's kind of worrying signs for England right now. I mean, yes, great chance for Sri Lanka, but worrying signs for England.
1: It's some in some ways it's a draw, right? So, England and New Zealand have all their tough games clustered towards the end of the league stage. So, this means that any slip up in the first half uh, means that they find themselves in a bit of a spot. And, England of all teams, they have picked out Sri Lanka and Pakistan to lose in the first leg of the tournament, which is the least fancied sides in I'd say among the lot that they have played so far. So, now that they have Australia immediately to follow this week and then India, there is a fair chance that England might be under tremendous pressure. And given the fact that people expect them to win this tournament, they're playing at home and there is this added added pressure of the home crowd actually expecting them to win this tournament, we don't know how England would react. They'd either crack or they'd come up on top. We don't know how England would react. And I think from the English point of view... This will show where they stand in terms of the knockouts as well.
0: Yeah. So, so, so just staying uh, for a moment um, on the England and Sri Lanka game. Um, I think 70% of the contribution, or the, of the winning contribution goes to Lasit Malinka. He sort of rolled back the years with his uh, spell and vicious fast bowling, right? With a
1: belly. That's the only difference. A <laughs> lot, the- lot of fire in that belly. Yes, because there is a lot of room in that belly too. But the but given, so the reason I am still not taking Sri Lanka very seriously, because I am taking them with a pinch of salt, is because uh, the result was more, it seemed more like an aberration than the norm. Because it was largely due to, as you said, individual performances. And it almost looked like it was a, a, a freak result, right?
0: Yes, yes. It was like more of an aberration than the norm.
1: And the fact that, yeah, Sri Lanka did scrap uh, scrap really hard in that game. The wicket was really slow. It was more like a subcontinental wicket in some sense. And England didn't seem to be prepared for that. I think England took their opponent too lightly on that given day. Because if you look at uh, one of Morgan's press conferences from this tournament, he says that he doesn't know of a lot of the Sri Lankan players. And all of them uh, seem to be new sides. So, I think England were caught unawares and England have also now shown a weakness when it comes to chasing. So, didn't they lose to Pakistan chasing in the second game of the tournament? They did. They, I mean,
0: and it again points yeah. to the fact that, you know, no matter how uh, strong a batting unit you are, if you are losing wickets uh, in regular intervals, you are still under pressure.
1: And it also tells you another thing. Like, you might up, you might approach a game in this sort of a gung-ho play. Uh, constant bombarding kind of uh, batting approach in bilateral series where like every guy goes right uh, goes for the big hits right from the start but when it comes to a world cup and you have all these kind of tricky match situations uh, it it doesn't really always come off because i think there is always this element of fear that what if you end up losing Because it jeopardizes a lot of your tournament. Because in a bilateral series, there is always this element of, okay, if you fail today, you can always come back. So you can keep going for those 400 and 350s every single game. It doesn't quite work the same in a World Cup situation.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So that brings me to the games that we are uh, going to see this coming week. Uh, You have Bangladesh versus Afghanistan. Uh, and it's a great chance for Bangladesh to make their claim for uh, top four more serious. That's because, uh, I mean, they do have a batting firepower right now.
1: Yes. Bangladesh have the batting firepower, but I think we discussed it previously uh, in one of our episodes that Bangladesh these days, uh, you expect them to do well with the bat, but uh, they have shown significant weakness with the bowl. Uh, their best chances if they can restrict an opposition to around 300-330 uh, in that range, mm-hmm. they can they can chase. But against Australia, they again showed that right. So they had a three fifty ish target to ch- a three eighty to chase, right? If I'm not wrong. Yeah, and, that's correct. And I think that was a bridge too far, right? Because uh, and 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 let's remember that they chased a uh, three
0: hundred plus total against West Indies. Uh, with like about uh, five or six overs to spare or more than that, maybe.
1: Yeah, and again, right, uh, patchy West Indies bowling, but uh, against better sides, I think they should be aiming to keep restrict the opposition to around 300-330. I think they have a really good chance and they almost even pulled off even that uh, Australia chase. They almost did that, yes. At least they gave a very good account of themselves. Which which kind of tells
0: me that, you know... uh, Australia are a team to be feared right now because they have not really peaked in this tournament. I mean, they are going about their business. They they have only lost to India as of now. But, uh, you know, things are uh, coming together for them as they progress in the tournament. So, uh, in the knockout stages, and I firmly believe that Australia are going to uh, be a part of the top four, uh, possibly top two... Uh, you know, it's it's ominous for other teams because Australia may just peak during the semi-final and final uh, of this World Cup.
1: Yes and no in some sense because uh, you can either look at it like they haven't peaked or you can think of it that they are spending all their resources and, yet, uh, and just scraping through. I don't know how to treat this Australian performance because there are some obvious chinks, uh, especially with their bowling. Because if mm-hmm. you look at all their games where they have defended targets, uh, Pakistan almost pulled off a chase through that uh, crazy Wahab Riyas and Hassan Ali batting performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then West Indies should have won and West Indies self-destructed again in that game. Uh, at some point, Sri Lanka kept... So I think Sri Lanka had them on the mat, right? They had they had a really good start and then some for some reason, Sri Lanka decided to go a little conventional with the bat and they lost that game. Well, lack, of again, right? lack, lack of experience, right? Lack, lack of experience of. or probably quality lower down the order, either of it. Mm-hmm. And then you had Bangladesh who again could have run them close and they probably gave away 30-40. They didn't have the bowling to do so. So, at least Australia's bowling is displaying a lot of uh, very open chinks mm-hmm. and uh, whether if they consolidate on that, I think they'll be a really hard side to beat, and they might end up just. No, uh, so I think, I think, I think through uh, the knockouts, yeah. this game on Tuesday,
0: twenty fifth of June, between England and Australia, is going to be England's batting versus Australia's bowling. Um, in the sense, it's that will be the game that is going to tell me if uh, Australia's Australia's bowlers have it in them to uh,
1: reach the final. Very true. And it will also show how England handle pressure. So, I think for England, virtually you have a knockout like situation for the rest of the tournament. Every and, single game.
0: And that brings me to the second game uh, or third game of this week. But second game uh, 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 for this important top four situation. So, Tuesday, you have England versus Australia. And on Wednesday, uh, 26th of June, you have New Zealand versus Pakistan. Uh, New Zealand are currently sitting at top of the table, but uh, Pakistan have very recently tasted blood and they would want to uh, keep this winning streak going. And knowing the kind of team they are, once they are in the knockout stages, they are extremely dangerous. So... A pakistan play new zealand on wednesday and in the weekend they play against afghanistan so this game against new zealand is a very very crucial game for their campaign
1: exactly but uh, i have a i have a feeling pakistan will beat new zealand for some reason because new zealand are due that bad game and they have relied very heavily on kane williamson and uh, and ross taylor Mm More so, more so Williamson, and if Pakistan are on a roll, I think you might see an upset there, probably. Uh, And then, so if that happens, if that happens,
0: then you have Pakistan versus Afghanistan, which uh, I mean, on paper, Pakistan should win, Uh, but they also are yet to play a Bangladesh, and Bangladesh have been really strong opponents to Pakistan in the recent past.
1: Exactly, and I think they stand a good chance of beating Pakistan. I think that game will be a cracker. Those games involving uh, Afghanistan and Bangladesh from now on. So I have a feeling Afghanistan will play more freely from now on. There is absolutely no expectation they can just be party poopers. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see how they approach. They can. They are going to take down a few sides. Um, I mean, it. So. So. So.
0: Let's say Pakistan um, uh, wins all their games. Okay, let let let's assume Pakistan wins all their games. It, it will be up to India to beat England if Pakistan have if Pakistan have uh, have to proceed to the
1: top four. Uh, is that the situation? Yes. So if uh, we have a funny situation wherein if on uh, Wednesday if uh, New Zealand. If Pakistan beat New Zealand, they'll be hoping for India to beat England on Sunday. And that is going to be a weird situation for all Pakistani fans.
0: And 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 the thing is, you know, for, for an Indian fan, I mean, I want India to win all their matches. Uh, I want them to have some tough matches in between, but then I want them to win all their matches. But I also know that if Pakistan is in the top four, if they are in the top four they are an extremely dangerous site and history tells us that
1: let uh, us put it this way like would you be more wary of new zealand in the top 4 or pakistan i would be more moment? i would be more wary of pakistan in the top 4 even given the fact that New Zealand now have almost a more well-rounded bowling attack and a better batting lineup than Pakistan, currently. I mean, no, my
0: my uh, my it's more of an emotional, more uh, yeah, I don't want to go through this India Pakistan once again, yeah, especially in a
1: knockout situation. Given and, the fact that we had, in- especially
0: in a the knockout situation, uh, as beca- and also because uh, the India has. India have played Pakistan once. We have gone through this entire uh, thing of India versus Pakistan. It happened in the Champions Trophy uh, two years back, where India played Pakistan once again and lost. So, so I don't want, I don't want Pakistan India to happen again in this World Cup. Let's let's wait for the Asia Cup or the Champions Trophy for that game. So yes,
1: because we don't want like uh, I think we had this 2011 semi-final and it was quite a. Chilling build up to that, like it was. I've never been as nervous before a game as on that day. It was palpably very nervous and quite kind of negative in some sense. The build up.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, my my uh, my hope would be uh, Bangladesh uh, does really well and uh, India beat England. I I, I don't think uh, Sri Lanka have a chance. I mean, they they have mathematically opened up possibilities, but. Uh,
1: I don't think they have it
0: in them to continue winning the next two or three games.
1: They don't have enough quality, one just feels. Because to expect Matthews and Malinga to get them over the line for the rest of the games is asking for a bit too much.
0: Because on, because on Friday, 28th of June, Sri Lanka play South Africa. And now South Africa
1: don't have anything to
0: lose. So, yes. they might just, they might just play a very, very
1: uh, 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 open and free game. The, the, the thing is that for sides like... So, let us look at the sides outside the top four. So, let us say India and Australia are mostly through. Let us just hazard this. And because the fact that India and Australia have played their tougher games uh, right up. So, the teams which are most likely to now uh, falter are England and New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. Given the fact that they have their tough games to follow now. So, in, let us not forget, New Zealand still have to play Australia, England and Pakistan. Absolutely, so, yeah. So, it's not a, a set in stone thing that they'll end up winning all three. They might they might even, you can still lose all three because all three are losable games. And England also has three very losable games, Australia, India and New Zealand. So, given the fact that uh, the competition for these other two, I'd say, let us say only uh, Bangladesh and Pakistan have a chance. They are fighting for the fourth spot. I'd I'd say rule out Sri Lanka for the moment. Mm-hmm. So, do you do you see Pakistan and Bangladesh, both of them win, winning all of their remaining games? I, I don't. Game's very I, mean, unlikely I, mean, uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, I, I don't see them winning all their games. All their games. I think that's where it will boil down to. England might lose all their games, but I don't see Pakistan winning all their games. To be very honest, that's but I, Pakistan so, have proven us wrong in the past. So they never, have. I mean,
0: and what and if, if what you are saying um, uh, stands true,
1: then we have the top four as it is right now, right? So you have uh, this is you, the most likely top four. Probably one of the two can still be pushed out. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I really
0: want I really want another team from Asia in the top four
1: it's looking unlikely but there is a chance like I think this week will tell us a lot about it yeah. so so uh, Bangladesh I hope breaks in because I think they deserve a top 4 slot the way they have played so I think they have exception- they have been quite exceptional with the bat and uh, the kind of crowds they have brought in in this World Cup so Bang- remember that Bangladesh don't get a lot of tours to these big nations like Australia and England they don't treat mm-hmm. them very well uh, in as equals in the uh, future tours program. Yeah. So, the fact that they've b- brought in such big crowds, I think Bangladesh are going to get uh, test match tours and uh, full-length tours to England very soon because of their... So, I think they are somewhere very similar to the, the kind of crowd-pulling ability that India had in the late 90s. Uh, I, that is when England woke up to the fact that, oh, uh, this is a big, huge audience for this Indian team in England. That is when we started getting proper tours and uh, matches in big locations. I think Bangladesh are just at the cusp of that right
0: now. I, I, I think what's going to happen is um, they know Bangladeshi, uh, Bangladeshi one-day teams and T20 teams are really strong. So they are going to get, let's say, uh, uh, five ODIs and three T20s or the other way around. Uh, to England or Australia and the board and the Bangladeshi cricket board uh, would request two test matches uh, yes. to go with that. So I, I think, I think that's what you are going to see more of in the next uh, few years. Uh, that might mean uh, changes to the future tours program, FTP, but um, and you know, I mean, who, I mean, ISIS, I mean, th- th- those things are not written in stone. But the
1: FTP right now is uh, more structured. So, uh... Just after this World Cup, there is this four-year cycle of the uh, World ODI Championship and the World Test Championships that begins, right? Mm-hmm. So, this mandates all sides to play each other for a minimum stipulated, these things, home and away. Yeah. So, this will be like a home and away format. And I, if I am not wrong, even sides like Netherlands and Ireland are now part of that league. So, given the fact that Netherlands now has official ODI status and they beat Zimbabwe the other day, so, uh, I think Bangladesh will get stipulated games, uh, but probably they might get matches in bigger venues. So if you remember the last time, the only time Bangladesh have ever toured Australia, they have gotten matches in places like Darwin and Keynes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Not not the sort of towns you would hear about very often in geography.
0: I mean, and, so, those, and those are the kind of towns where India used to play their one-day matches in '99 World Cup.
1: Yes, so all these matches that India played in the ninety-nine World Cup for folks who haven't tuned in were in these very tiny venues like Taunton, Hove, and Bristol, and uh, and which was Leicester, I think, is one of the places where we played. So you cannot imagine India getting games in those kind of places anymore. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, and and so things might change for Bangladeshi cricket on that uh, uh, on, on that side as well. So. Uh, We'll take a short break and um, we'll come back with some more discussion and closing thoughts for the uh, week in the World Cup to come. And before that, let me just remind you that our Twitter handle is at Seat4th and our email ID is the Seat Podcast at gmail.com. So do write to us uh, on email and on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you and see you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Fourth Umpire. So, uh, before we end this episode, uh, Adi, could you tell me what are, what are your predictions for the two semi final games? That is, uh, first versus fourth and second versus third. In that order, uh, which games do you foresee happening?
1: So, assuming uh, the top four stays the same this week, and if there isn't an upset, uh looks like given the way india have played and the given the games we have left
0: mm-hmm.
1: so with the risk of having egg on my face next week uh it looks like india might finish top of the table
0: so india are yet to play uh, bangladesh england west indies and sri lanka
1: sri lanka let us say we drop one game down the mm-hmm. line in this uh, from these four yeah so, uh, uh technically none of these sides have even qualified yet, but still assuming that these top 4 qualify, uh, India has go in as the first ranked team mm-hmm. from the league and given the way the, uh, the fact that England have dropped 2 already if they go through, they are most likely to go through as the 4th ranked team which is quite improbable as it sounds like at the beginning of the tournament uh, I wouldn't have uh, hedged my bet on this. Yeah, I mean you wouldn't have expected England to lose against Pakistan and Sri Lanka of all Shilanka. teams. Of all teams you would have expected to uh, them to go unbeaten at this point and then lose probably a couple of games at the end, but uh, as it turns out, it looks like India first, England fourth, which means a very mouth-watering semi-final between India and England at Manchester, okay, and a second semi-final between the trans-Tasman rivals, Australia and New Zealand. All right, so uh.
0: I'll not go into the details of what you foresee happening uh in those two games if they happen. Because we but those have are mouthwatering go- semis, right. Those those is- those are blockbuster uh, cricket matches if they if they if they end up happening. So uh we'll 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 kind of go over this same exercise once again next week, depending upon what uh what changes happen to the table and if if any change happen at all. So uh, we will know more uh, next week, and um, we should. I, I think we should do another fourth umpire episode
1: next week for our fans. Yes, immediately after another blockbuster game, India versus England in Birmingham next week. I Think ah, that will be a classic, probably.
0: That uh, so uh, any predictions for that game, India versus England?
1: I think given England are under pressure, I think England might win that because they might be primed up more. I, I, I'd, I'd take a defeat to England in the league and beat them in the semis probably. Yeah, I mean, uh I think, I think, uh, I really
0: want India to go unbeaten through. I mean, so let me get, let me go back to what I had said before the World Cup began. So I said I don't think India is going to be in the top four at the end of the group stages. But I hope India does because I support. Uh, but I hope India does because I support India. So I have been I have been proven wrong. I think India have played really well and they are going to be in the top four. Uh, and now because that is the situation, I want them to go unbeaten because we have beaten South Africa, we have beaten uh, Australia, uh, we have beaten Pakistan. So now. Um, the toughest game India is going to face, and I, I hope that is the case, is England, and we are not given a scare by Sri
1: Lanka or or or, or West Indies or Bangladesh. And this hope... week has this week has taught us not to take any any of these sides lightly, though. Yeah, but
0: I mean, my again, I mean, I think India is going to beat them, I, and I hope India goes to the top four unbeaten at number one. Um, that would mean additional pressure in top four possibly. But uh, this India-England game, uh, before the uh, knockout phase, I I think India should win. Uh, Should be a very close match and I foresee a high scoring match. Uh, Let's see what happens.
1: My worry with this going unbeaten is because I haven't seen, I think it probably uh, boils down to the fact that I watched a lot of 90s cricket, both of us. Uh, we saw India in 2015, and in fact, a lot of ICC tournaments since 2014, mm-hmm. they have actually breezed through the league stages and yeah, I mean, I mean, and, India, and come up short in the knockouts. I mean, so, uh,
0: after the 2007 World Cup, I mean, India hmm. have hardly dropped any game uh, in, in 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 ICC World Cups, right?
1: Yeah, in the last two World Cups, uh, I think 20, since 2011, we have lost two games. Yeah in yeah. in say around 25 30 matches probably after the so i think the last time we we lost one game in the 2011 world cup to south africa in the yeah. leagues that's correct yes and and we tied one against england if i am wrong. that high scoring game yeah at bangalore yeah. and in the subsequent 15 i think we lost this one game which turned out to be the semi final we we were unbeaten going into the semis and we lost to australia in the semis so, so if you want to stay
0: uh, uh uh if you want to follow the trend of the 2011 world cup where india won you want yeah. india to lose a game and then go unbeaten after that after
1: that so i'd if, take if, that if, if that happens uh, which team would you lose to i'd pick england to lose to in the leagues and then beat them again In the semis or finals. Whenever uh, we meet them. I mean, is that because if India loses to Bangladesh, Sri Lanka or West
0: Indies, that would be a huge scare for the team management? (laughs) Yes. And it's also,
1: uh, they get the bragging rights. And and, uh, Twitter would be a scary place for us, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Because... Those are the three games you would expect to lose. It's okay to lose to England, some level, at least in the league stages. And
0: and and let's 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 just go back to the fact that uh, England are the favourites in this tournament,
1: right? In this tournament, and <laughs> so... although they have not played like one on and off, but. Uh... So no no shame in losing to the favorite team. And the favorites hope. and the and that will also help them get into the semis. So. And and not Pakistan. That way we, and, keep, Pakistan yeah, we keep Pakistan out. Pakistan <laughs> out. Best of. Both. So that reminds me there is this one anecdote which, so there is this two thousand nine Champions Trophy if I am not wrong, where we had a similar situation where India was hoping for Pakistan to beat Australia in order to go through to the se- semi-finals, and. Uh, and I followed that game very closely and it almost looked like Pakistan weren't trying to win that game for some reason. They had already qualified by beating India. Okay. And, and I think in this last game, uh, had Pakistan beaten Australia, India had a chance of going through to the second round. So it turned out to be, I think, a very close game. The Australian lost nine wickets and they won. But Pakistan were bowling all sorts of shitty bowlers. They had rested players <laughs> in that game and so on. Just, so just, I have just make, from that game, just to make sure India does not. Uh... It almost felt like that. At least for an Indian fan watching that game, it felt like that. It may or may not be true, but uh, as karma would have it, Pakistan lost out in the semis. So you don't know.
0: Okay, I think I, uh, oh, on that note, I think it, it looks like, uh, I mean, we are definitely at the business end of the uh, knockout stages. Some
1: great games to follow. Uh, I'm glad that the tournament has finally woken up in this week. Yeah. and the, the rains have gone let,
0: away. Let's hope it continues that way because we don't want any more rains and any more, uh, we don't want now, we don't want any important games to be washed
1: out right now because we want to see all of them. Right. How how much fun it would be to actually see England's games washed out. They haven't had a washout yet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if England gets two washouts, I think English weather is going to be cursed for a long time to come. We, we, we really like seeing England lose, right? Especially yeah, I this. think the whole, it unites the whole world for some reason.
0: Yeah, and especially once their one-day team is exciting, we want them to be going back yeah, to their okay. usual okay. self dark ages (laughs) alright so uh, let's conclude this episode it was great talking to you Uh, Adi let's catch up a week from now to review the games that have happened and uh, as the days goes by I think uh, our predictions are going to get much more stronger and better so on that note goodbye everyone goodbye Germany looking good for the final on Sunday night Okay. There it is, they're going, this will